0: I grew a rose once more to please mine eyes. All things to aid it, dew, sun, wind, fair skies, were kindly, and to shield it from despoil, I fenced it safely in with grateful toil. No other hand than mine shall pluck this flower, said I, and I was jealous of the bee that hovered nigh. It grew for days. I stood hour after hour to watch the slow unfolding of the flower. And then I did not leave its side at all, lest some mischance my flower should befall. At last, oh joy, the central petals burst apart. It blossomed, but alas, a worm was at its heart. Fulfillment by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode four of the Composition Podcast. Thank you for tuning in if you are listening. um, Happy Black History Month to everybody. I'm actually very disappointed in a lot of you coming into this month. It's really crazy, but that's a different story. Happy Black History Month for right now. Um, That poem that you just heard, it's called Fulfillment by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. He's actually one of the most famous and acclaimed poets to ever exist, actually. Um, he was born June 27, 1872, to former Kentucky slave parents. He himself rose from Dayton, Ohio, where his storytelling and uh, poetry writing began. His poems were published early on when he was, when he was only 16, and he's one of the first black writers to ever gain international spotlight after being praised by a top editor at Harper's Weekly. Dunbar also wrote the lyrics for the musical comedy In Dahomey in 1903. It was the first all-African-American musical produced on Broadway. And it later toured all around the U.S. and the U.K. So, shout out to Paul Lawrence Dunbar, especially. And um, if you're from the DMV area, if you grew up in D.C. or around D.C. and you've ever heard of Dunbar High School, fucking notorious school, it's actually named after Paul, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. So, very interesting fact there. Again, happy Black History Month. Um. Let's see. How do we start this off? So well Tom Brady retired on the very first day of black history month shout out to Tom Brady an illustrious What 21 20 year career at least 20 plus years in the NFL? seven Super Bowl rings six with one team one in the NFC The greatest freaking football player to ever live so shout out to him, but it's not his time Happy <laughs> black history month again aside from tom brady retiring from the nfl you have brian flores former miami dolphins coach who was actually fired after i believe two consecutive winning seasons uh, fired from his team and he's now suing the nfl for racist hiring practices within the nfl something that at least since i've been alive has always really been kind of like an underlying thing something they don't really talk about but it's there but shout out to Brian Flores for having the courage to to call out what we've all known is there. I mean, what Mont Tomlin I believe is the only black or minority head coach in the NFL right now after like 8 2 years ago. So, shout out to Brian Flores. Keep keep doing what you're doing. I hope, you know, you're successful in your fight. Um I also want to highlight Samuel Jackson's brand new TV show coming up on Apple TV Plus, whatever it's called, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, whatever they want to call it, but um it's called The Last Days of Ptolemy Grey. It's going to be premiering March 11th. Definitely check it out. Samuel Jackson is my favorite actor of all time, I believe. The greatest acting range of all time. The guy can do anything. He can do a funny movie, a really serious movie. He can be a dirty cop Whatever you wanna call it, man, the guy can do it. So definitely check that out March 11th when it premieres. Um, I had to go read the book, The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray. Um, I added that to my reading list once I saw that Samuel Jackson is gonna be doing a rendition of it. And it's by Walter Mosley. If um, you're an avid reader out there, I'm pretty sure you're familiar at least with the name Walter Mosley, one of the greatest crime writers of all time great fiction novel writer. Shout out to both of them, Walter Moseley and Samuel Jackson for being able to come together and get this done. I'm really excited for this show. The book was really, really dope. Can't wait to talk about that in a bit. But yeah, for sure go check that out. The book I have to talk about this week though, it's going to be called Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. It's published by Grand Central Publishing and the book is 336 pages. It's a fairly easy read, but it's a really layered story, a very intricate story. Um, I can't give enough praise about the character development throughout the story. Um, The picture she paints for me is really, really relatable for from the personal issues I've gone through and overcame and to see that kind of like mirrored And his story was just really exciting for me. Um, A little little more about the writer, Tia Williams, is actually from the DMV. I guess you can call this the DMV. A lot of people have their own little definitions. But she's from Fairfax, Virginia. She's published six books, including her most notable, Accidental Diva. Her award-winning novel, The Perfect Find, is being developed into a Netflix show starring Gabrielle Union. So that's going to be pretty dope. And her latest novel, Seven Days in June, which we're talking about now, has been sweeping the romance romance novel genre since its release last June. Currently an editorial director at Estee Lauder Companies, Tia lives in Brooklyn with her daughter and husband. Shout out to Tia Williams for this amazing story. Um, I've really been trying to jump into a different genre besides non-fiction and history because that's really majority of what i read so after reading the Alyssa cole books that i really really enjoyed after reading the georgia hayer book i said you know what i'm gonna give it a give it a chance i looked at the cover and the embrace really brought me in so yeah The story starts off as a group of, for lack of a better term, outcasts that find their way to each other. Um, they each share their own traumas and their own pains that they don't share with anybody else. And it creates this fired passion for literally only a week. and. After that week, they both go on to live their separate lives, but they build this love for each other, this love through their pain, through their shared experiences. They build this love for each other, but after this week, things turn very toxic, if you will. I don't want to give the story away, especially before I read the excerpt, because you know I definitely want everybody to go support this book. It's really an amazing story so let's say some 15 odd years later their paths cross again that that passion that love that was built over that seven days is clearly still there but they're both successful so what now and that pretty much without saying you know a lot is where the story goes and she really paints that picture beautifully So again, shout out to Tia Williams. Uh, Let's see where my excerpt is gonna be from today. Eva's stomach hit the ground. In a mere 45 minutes, her deeply private life had become a public soap opera. Eva had no idea why Shane had roared into her life on a Monday evening. But she knew one thing he had to go. Not just now, but right now. The urgency wasn't really about Shane at all. Eva was scared of who she'd been with him. Out of control. Irresponsible. One big raging impulse. It had taken everything she had to bury that troubled teenager. And now here he was, digging that girl up. Two years after Shane, she had landed in New York with a new book, new money, and a new name. Genevieve Mercier had seamlessly become Eva Mercy. And Eva Mercy had devoted herself to building a life that was as safe as a Disney movie. She'd married the most uncomplicated man in the land and then had the friendliest divorce. She lived in the most family-oriented hood in Brooklyn. The Cursed series was smut, sure, but a refusal to try writing something new, peak safety. But she did think of him sometimes. Lying alone in a hospital bed at 2 a.m. or during bouts of writer's block, He'd appear on the fringes of her thoughts. No face, just a feeling. His warm, minty vanilla scent, the rough softness of his skin, like velvet caressed against the grain. They'd stayed out of each other's way for 15 years. Eva had to find out why he was here now. She was also prepared to offer her own Amex points to help book his outgoing flight. She needed Shane gone. Eva felt his eyes on her again. With a vague tilt of his chin, he beckoned her to his corner of the room. Frowning, she gestured for him to come to her instead. This situation was stressful enough without having to hobble across the room on stilts. Shane nodded, hesitated. Then he shoved his fists in his pockets and headed over to her. Eva slipped her phone into her clutch. When she looked back up, there was Shane, right in front of her. The room had been clanging with chatter, but to Eva, it suddenly simmered down to muted hum. God had he gotten taller. He was so at ease in his bones now, so broad shouldered, so much, too much. She reminded herself to breathe. She wasn't going to do this now. Take him in like this, in public. After their little performance on stage, they had an audience. Hello, stranger, she said, a full-body cringe. Hi. Shane's eyes locked in on hers. Her stomach seized. You're fine. Just say what you need to say and get out fast. Do it now. Can you meet, do you want to, Sorry, you go. No, you. Eva V. focused, threw her shoulders back and started again. This was excruciating. Can you meet me at the Quizico Cafe just down Eastern Parkway tomorrow morning, 10 a.m.? Shane rarely did what he was told, but to this, he nodded vigorously. Yeah, let's do it. Good, said Eva And then she began stress babbling. I'd, uh, meet up now, but I, uh, need to pick up something for my daughter's art project. Feathers. Hashtag mom life. Also, I gotta get out of this dress. Then she thrust a wad of paper into his hand. It was her number. Scrawled on a hale and hearty receipt from her purse. In case you need it. Shane tucked it into his jean pocket and then paused to beat. Hey, I didn't know you'd be here. Not now. Honestly, you weren't listed on the invite. I'd never just show up. Not now. Eva was supposed to walk away then, but she couldn't move. She just stood there, temples thumping, heart thudding. People were pouring out of the auditorium, making plans for the rest of the night, snapping pics, giggling, everything normal. And Shane and Eva were in the middle of it, being it. Acting on an impulsiveness Eva had thought she'd lost forever, she boldly leaned closer to Shane, narrowing the space between them. They were close, too close. One thing, she whispered, her lips by his jaw. She didn't want anyone to overhear. Before I forget. What's that? Stop writing about me. Only Eva could have noticed the change in his expression. She saw the flinch, the slow satisfied curl of his lip, his bronzy amber eyes flashing. It was like he'd been waiting years to hear those words. Like the girls whose pigtails he'd been yanking during recess all year had finally shoved him back. He looked gratified and a voice both raspy and low and so, so familiar, Shane said, you first, so that's going to be it for my excerpt, but as you can see, just from that chapter alone, it can get pretty intense between the two characters, um, this is actually nothing, this is them two just, just seeing each other for the first time again, but there's a before and after that, is absolutely amazing. Just go and read it for sure. Um, the transitions throughout the story show that Tia's writing is just like clearly a level above. Her ability to separate Genevieve's story from Eva Mercy's story definitely sets the tone for the uh, character character development. Um, clearly you can't have one without the other since they're the same person. Can't have the former without the latter. But it's like well into reading that i begin to realize that it's two separate or that it's the same person instead of two separate people so that was really really interesting um I, there was a lot of aha moments throughout the entire book where it's just like oh wow wouldn't have seen that coming it's not predictable at all i really appreciated that um audrey Cece, even lisette Uh, Khalil, they're just a few of the names that aren't the biggest staples throughout the book, but each scene that they're in throughout the story definitely adds life and love to the story. Um, They're all really strong on what they feel and what they believe. Even Eva's daughter, who's, I believe, like a 12-year-old girl, she has these really strong viewpoints of the world that I can, like, really appreciate throughout the whole story. I'm happy to read a book where there's black success, black love, and black camaraderie throughout the entire book. And it's highlighted throughout the entire book instead of just like black trauma. For it to be a fiction and not take that stance is really, really dope. Um, For myself, I can see parts of my youth in both of the main characters. For example, like I've always had to deal with a sense of recklessness and carelessness in order to try to like maintain a survival instinct like Shane. And I've always had to learn to be okay with everything, even when it's not okay, just like Eva. Like, she has these debilitating injuries that, like, really affect her from her youth. But even then, she still makes it to an Ivy League school and she still, like, has this consistent writing and creates a career out of it. So that's really, really dope. Um, Shane, early on, he's really misanthropic from regret and has a genuine disdain for people. But whenever he feels the need to care for another person, it's like he almost can't fight it. But because he's been abandoned for expressing love so long ago in his life, it's like everything he feels, everything he tries to feel, he sees it as wrong. Like me, his earliest memories uh, of family, and this is like one of the things I heavily related to, One of his, uh, his earliest memories with family are tied to loss. But unlike me, he blames himself for the loss. Eva, on the other hand, is literally and figuratively like fighting for her life because of this condition she has. With the condition and her mother's lack of care, she's like forced to grow up and fend for herself before she's even developed into a like a mature girl. She has to be smart. She has to be quick in her feet. She has to be defensive because of the people her mother is involved with and just because like I said in school she's seen as an outcast but she also has a dream her resilience is truly inspirational even as a fiction story like the way this girl just keeps fighting and keeps pushing through all the fucked up shit she goes through is like really really amazing she has to fight what she can't change about herself she also has to deal with their mother's decision in proximity to her own life. And she has to strive to make it out of it all. So who can't relate with that, right? Hopefully proven to black and brown boys and girls everywhere. These type of things can be done. Like we all live fucked up lives, but we all have to have the determination to say I can make it out. I can change for myself, I can change for my kid, I can change for my family. I can change because this is what I want. So yeah, that is not even like, that's aside from the love story. You get this great love story and then you get not one but two stories of overcoming circumstances. And then they both are givers. Like for Shane to be this person that feels like he can't love. It feels like everything he does love turns to ashes. He never stops trying. Um I don't want to give away too much but he there's certain individuals in his lives, he in his life he doesn't have to be there for, but he goes the extra mile in the story and it's throughout the whole story. He goes the extra mile just to be there for the next person. And I believe that's really important if you if you do make it out or if you are able to make a change for yourself it's really nothing to try to extend the hand and make a change for someone else and these are all different nuances that's expressed throughout the whole story so definitely shout out to tia williams for this in my opinion five-star book definitely a five-star book um i guess that's going to be it for that you can find my full review on my website, um, dermain.com compositionpodcast.com. Really great book. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now as I'm talking. Uh, let's get into some music though. What's my music spotlight for this week? So my spotlight for this week is gonna be a gentleman that goes by the name of Tyler Donovan. I'm going to say it goes by the name of, because I can't find any of his socials. I mean, I found his YouTube with the songs, and his uh, music is on streaming platforms, but I can't find any of his social media to get in contact with him. So if you've ever heard of him, if you know him, please let me know. This song I'm about to play is really, really dope. Uh, As soon as I found it, I downloaded it. It's absolutely, like, I'm going to just let you hear it. But again, if anybody knows Tyler Donovan, please, man, shoot me his, his socials. I would love to talk to him, try to pick his brain about his music. See if he's still making music, this song uh, was released in 2020, and it was his last release. He hasn't released anything since then, but this is a really dope song that you're about to hear. So again, shout out to Tyler Donovan. Um, let's get into it.
1: Sometimes you have to be a lion, so you can be the lamb you really are. I talk like a lion. I'm not afraid of any of you. When it comes word to word, I will gab with the best of them, just so I can chill and be me. And that's why I love my art form, because I understand every practitioner of it, whether I agree with them or not, I know where they're coming from. They want to be heard. They got something to say. There's something they notice. They just want to be understood. This feeling is too scary. These rappers rather chase the clout and spit whatever out their mouths just to get paid and then be faker than tooth fairies. They be in lines all the time. Where's Drew Carey? That point don't matter. Truth varies based on who carries perspective. That's why I have to kill a couple things. Let go and let live. My best is yet to come. I'll rest when it is done. Regrets, there are none. In my mess is a message. Chris. We were blinded by lust, disguised it as love. Tempers erupt, passions rust. All that you wanted was time. The road, it was rough. I wasn't enough. You gave up to go have your fun. I get it, no problem, it's fine some of y'all just won't follow that line but holding on is a problem of mine i used to make declarations now i'm scared to say shit backtrack from the kid with the backpack on the path Let's take I it. i hear out. it all the time that things will fall in line but i can't compromise shit's getting real i laughed at all this pain i pray it's not in But one thing that will remain I'm in the field Yeah I pray for vision cause his ways are different Subtracting myself it may make the difference Still racing for the cake but that pace it can't take the distance And truth be told the album's pacemaking But at least the name makes sense This could be the last time you hear me make statements Still have to make payments, break savings Patient, I'm pushing 30 And I don't have a hit yet and I ain't pushing dirty I may have missed out on the north, but don't know if I'm worthy. Can't make a crowd jump sitting down. How will I know they heard me? What if I talk of God too much, but dog, he's so deserving. I'm not oversharing. I'm under I'm just handling insecurities But securely, cause I remember People walking up to me, on days That I couldn't speak, and they say don't forget To breathe, potential is not my master Can't fall off, I'm on my feet, I'm in An eve, so I won't be alive, I choose To believe what I might see, may fall In the dark, so a light I'll be, on days I need, just a little spark, I Turn to the tree, can say with ease From the very start, I've yearned to be free But still police, cause my skin is dark What ain't straight at me, ah. Nobody asked for this, I wrote this shit So no matter what the axis is, I'll balance it with
0: track. Um, Shout out again to Tyler Donovan. I wish I could give you a bio or a little bit of background information on him, but I really don't have anything. I've tried checking Twitter, IG, and maybe I'm just not a good detective because I can't find shit about him. So again, if anybody knows anybody that knows this guy, please, help a kid out. Um, Next episode, we're going to be talking about the Final Days of Ptolemy Gray by Walter Mosley. That's going to be the book of the week. Um, trying to get ready for that show once it drops. So i will definitely going to have that done for you. Uh, man, stay safe out here during this Black History Month. Try to learn. Try to share as much information as you can. Keep growing. You know, keep reading. Uh, check out my reviews on the website. That's just about it. I don't really have too much more to say, but um, until next week, pick up a book, yo. Keep going.